Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Husky Talk. Your hosts today are Randy, Sienna, and Miranda. We are stoked to bring you your guests today. Last year, our guest was working as a handler for Jeff King when all of a sudden Jeff King got sick and was unable to run in the Iditarod. Sean had the opportunity to run in the place of Jeff King in the 2020 Iditarod. Please welcome to the show, Sean Underwood. Hello, Sean, and welcome back to Husky Talk. Hi, how's it going? Good. So that our guests know a little bit about you, can you start off by sharing with us a little bit about your background? Uh, yeah, I, my name is Sean Underwood. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I've been up in Alaska, uh, mushing sled dogs for five years and uh, ran my first idea rod in March of this year. And... Um, signed up to give it another go this coming spring. Last time we talked to you, you were helping Jeff King do some last-minute preparations for the Iditarod. A ton changed from the time we talked to you and the start of the Iditarod. So Jeff got sick. First, can you tell us what happened to Jeff? Yeah, he had a perforated intestine, pretty serious, like, life-threatening uh moment for him and and he got to the uh hospital on time thankfully he had he was hanging out with some friends that are doctors and noticed that something was seriously off and um and he got to the hospital in time and and got uh surgery and then i got a call the next day from him in bed probably feeling pretty good and and uh he was saying that it was time to put my big boy pants on because I'm going to take his place in the Iditarod. And that was, I think, like on a Tuesday morning. And the race started the next Saturday, the following Saturday. So, I, yeah, it was a pretty crazy week. So now we know Jeff was sick and is unable to run the Iditarod. His choice was to have you run in place for him. However, technically, you can't race until 2021. Tell us how you came about to be able to race. Well, I did qualify for the Iditarod. Uh, my final qualifier was in February. And usually the rules are like you got to wait, I don't know how many days, but basically you have to qualify one winter and then run the race the next winter. And they do offer like an option for if, if you want to pay extra money I believe you can qualify and run the Iditarod in the same year for like double the money. Maybe I think I might be wrong on that, but so so it's not like unreasonable for me having qualified. Well, I didn't have to pay the extra money because the circumstances were, Hey, Jeff is unable to do this. He's already sent all his stuff out there and spent all this time training. The dogs are ready, you know, for the sake of the dogs, if any, if nothing else, you know, it would be good for them to get out there and, and do it. And so they made a, an exception based on it being a medical issue and uh, feeling that, you know, I had qualified for the Iditarod and a lot of the Iditarod committee knew me and knew that I'd been around the sport for a long time and that I was a competent musher and, and uh they deliberated on it for most of Tuesday, and then I got the call that night that it had been approved, and I was good to go. 
tell us how you felt when you found out that you now had a couple of days to prepare to run the biggest race of the year. Uh, it was pretty, you know, it's kind of hard to comprehend when you get that kind of news. You know, you just kind of can't truly understand it right away. I knew I was like, okay, I'm running the idea on Saturday. Okay. It's pretty exciting. And, uh, I was like, I feel like I should be like prepping a bunch and I should be like scrambling all over the place to get all my things together. But in reality, like the only thing I could really bring was whatever I could fit in the sled. And it's like my parka and my winter gear and some mitts and there wasn't much to it. So I just kind of called some folks that I had been in the race before and, and that, that were my friends that maybe get a little, you know, a little bit of some advice to calm me down a little bit. Cause I was pretty, yeah, I don't know, just, it was a lot, <laughs> it was a lot of, uh, happening. And, um, but yeah, I got down to Anchorage on Friday, I think. And then like, you know, there's microphones in my face and people interviewing me and it was like a pretty big story, I, I suppose. And, and I still really never felt like I, I, it hit me even, even doing the ceremonial, ceremonial loop in Anchorage. I still was like, well, this is just like a 10 mile run, you know, big deal. It's fun to see a bunch of people out and even going to bed that night before the idea, I still was like, okay, like I'm preparing and I'm get packing my things and whatnot. But it really wasn't until the drive the morning of the race on Sunday from Anchorage to Watsil or to Willow that I was like pretty, pretty overwhelmed just with emotion and excitement. And, uh, even just talking about it right now kind of gets the juices flowing, but it was, it was a long hour drive. It's up to Willow. And, um, it was just a, a heck of a morning. And then I finally got out on the trail and it just kind of subsided pretty quickly. Once you get out there, you're just running dogs and it there's no need to overcomplicate it but yeah it was a it was a crazy week and i pretty much experienced every emotion on the spectrum what were you feeling as you pulled away from the starting line in willow finally because <laughs> uh, those four days were eternity and you know you got so much support from everybody but it was like it's just like overwhelming a little bit and then you're like, you leave the start and it's just you and your dogs. And it was, that was the thought. Finally, I'm on the trail. Now I just uh, concentrate on the mission at hand. And, and, uh, it was a really fun first run with people lining the trail, giving me high fives and sandwiches and, and, and the sodas. And it was, it was awesome. Talk to us about your experience on the trail. Uh, it was, uh, they were concerned about there being like too much snow and then it ended up kind of settling or packing down pretty well. And the trail was like pristine for the first few hundred miles, uh, through the gorge and, and the next couple runs. And it was like fast ish trail, but not too fast. Like it was just the perfect conditions for those first few hundred miles and, um, good weather. It got cold one night at Nikolai. It was like minus 40. 
and I thought, I was like, man, I think I'm just being a wimp. Why am I so cold? And then I, they told me that was the temperature, and I was like, okay, I feel better about that. And uh, and then shortly after that, it started to warm up and started snowing, and everything kind of the, the, the whole race for everybody was uh, totally different because you had a feet of snow that was falling from the sky. The trail slowed down. The runs were longer and I ended up resting longer because the runs were a little bit harder with all the, the snow on the trail. And, um, and yeah, I was, I got to the coast feeling pretty good and, and the, it's just like a crazy trail. I mean, the Iditarod trail is nuts. It's just like it throws a lot at you and it's very like it's not boring in any way you know i think maybe on the yukon river you have some downtime to think about your life choices but uh you get to the coast and there's a bunch of hills everywhere it's beautiful views and there was a ton of wind and and uh it was just an exciting ride and, and of course it it, I mean, it really just went pretty darn well. I, I ended up running into some crazy weather at the end of the race and got through a lot of it and uh, ended up not making it to the finish line because I ran into a lot of overflow and it just defeated <laughs> defeated me. It was got really wet and, and cold and, and uh, decided just to call it because... You know, I didn't want to lose a pinky toe over over this. What did Jeff think of your performance? Uh, I think he, he was. I would. I hope that he was pretty proud of me. Uh, and he was like, you know, he's he's experienced heartbreak at the end of the race too, and in, in his own way, uh, coming close to getting that fifth victory and and running into uh, some bad weather as well. And so, you know, he could relate and, and, um, you know, he was, I think he was proud of me and, and it was, uh, you know, just a crazy series of events and all things considered, the dogs came back strong and, and, uh, yeah, it was, I think I think he was, you know, I think we would have both liked for me to have finished. I think there was a little bit of disappointment, uh, at least for me, for sure. <laughs> and uh, I would imagine, you know, there was some disappointment felt by anybody that was following the race. So yeah, uh, he was, but he was, he was happy for me. Are you still currently working with Jeff King? No. Uh, so you know, I got back and the pandemic COVID-19 pandemic was in full swing and I, and I was really weird. You know, if you can imagine like going down the trail, feeling like life is normal. And then just hearing about like, you know, you had heard it in the news beforehand in China, there was things going down, but like, I feel like, you know, there's lots of things going down around the world all the time and you never really think it's going to affect you. And then, and then I was still kind of skeptical. And then I got to one of the checkpoints and they told me that the NBA had canceled their season of basketball. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is actually pretty serious. <laughs> That's what made me think it was serious. Anyway. So I got back and my job in the summer at Jeff's is we have a 
he has a very successful tour uh, that a lot of the Denali National Park visitors come and check out. And I, you know, I give the tours, drive the buses. That's kind of like my strength in the summer. Uh, and the dogs, they chill and they do their little daily fun runs. Well, there wasn't exactly any tourism for me or for Jeff. And so just because of the pandemic, I got let go and, and then, um, just kind of, I'd been working with Jeff for four years and we kind of mutually decided that it would be, um, it, you know, it wasn't easy to not to stop working for Jeff. I really loved the dogs and, and it was, I learned a lot from him and the staff there was awesome. The, the neighborhood was awesome, but yeah, we just kind of, our journey together came to an end and uh, I think it was amicable and, and you spend four years doing the same job. Sometimes it's nice to kind of get a change of scenery and new environment, like learn a different style of mushing. You know, I've only learned mushing from Jeff and the people that work for Jeff. So it's kind of nice to be working at a, somewhere else where you can just hear a different perspective and, and, and hone in more knowledge for, uh, being a better musher. But yeah, it was, I guess that kind of answers the question. I hope. Where are you training now? Talkeetna. I'm working for, went from a four time champ to another. I'm working for Dallas CV and, uh, about to go on a run here shortly, but yeah, down in Talkeetna. We see you are signed up for the Iditarod this year. What are your goals after seeing most of the trail last year? Uh, for sure, just getting to the finish line is my biggest goal. That's, you know, that'll be success. There's, It'd be nice to finish, you know, the higher that you finish in the race, the better. I uh, still am eligible for a rookie of the year. That'd be cool, but... It's not necessarily like my goal. I'm just, I don't really know what dog team I have. You know, uh, am I going to have some younger dogs or some more experienced dogs? And that's going to affect how I run the race. And uh, so it's hard to say if I have really any other goals than just getting to Nome and, you know, completing this this goal of mine to, to finish the race. That's, that's the biggest part. Next up is our prediction part of the show. We are going to ask you to make some predictions for the 2021 race. Rookie of the year. Uh, I don't know which rookies are running, but I, I, I just say, I, I, I wish I could tell, tell you that it should be me, yeah, but yeah. I just don't know if I'm going to have puppy puppy team or experienced team who's running a rookie who's, who's like a rookie that's going for it i don't know i haven't looked at the list i'll go with me breakout musher breakout musher um that's a good one i will go with uh Jessica Clayka. 2021 Iditarod champion. Dal Seavey. 
With this crazy pandemic, will the Iditarod happen? Uh, sorry, can you say that again? With this crazy pandemic, will the Iditarod happen? Oof, yeah, I think it's, I, I'm pretty confident it's going to happen. I think that the more, the, the, the better question would probably be, like, what's going to, how is the pandemic going to affect the race? You know, are, are we going to have to have checkpoints that are not in any of the villages? Going to have to consider a new route? Um, I think they kind of have all their scenarios covered where they might, I, I would think they're prepared to have a race where there's no checkpoints at the villages and they're all just self-contained, um, uh, which would be the most extreme, or maybe we'll be able to sleep in a, in the school gym at some of these, at, at, at some of these checkpoints. It's pretty nice to go and go inside, but I'd settle for a tent on the river. Last thing, what is your favorite song? My favorite song? Wow. Uh, I'll say Thunder Road, Bruce Springsteen. Thank you so much, Sean, for taking the time to talk with us today. Good luck this season. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. It was, it's always a pleasure. And... Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on the, on the next one. Special thanks to our guest, Sean Underwood, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our rating. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the I Did a Red Trail song. And now enjoy a clip from Sean's favorite song, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen.